So with a travel group, you know, these month-long trips, it's a curated trip. So you are meeting other working professionals, so you know they have other jobs. So not only is it a friendship-making thing, it's also a business networking opportunity. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about travel groups, and I'm super excited because I have a very special guest. I have the co-founder of Noma Collective here on the podcast. Craig, welcome to the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to be on here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you are here. And before we dive into why joining a travel group and all that kind of stuff, I would love to give our audience a quick introduction of who you are. And my first question is, how long have you been nomading? Yeah, so I would consider myself uh, more of a, a part-time uh, digital nomad. My my wife and I and my uh, two-year-old son, during COVID, he was born and we were, you know, when my wife went remote, we had the opportunity to now, you know, blend work and travel, which um, is something that I wanted to do for for a very long time. So we did our first nomad trip uh, last year mm-hmm. and we were traveling for the entire first part of this year. And we're looking forward to getting back out um, when it comes fall and fall and winter again. But uh, for the summer, we're in our uh, home base of New Jersey. Ah, OK. Well, it's so exciting that you're a nomad family then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's is. so cool yeah it's great it's great to be able to to see our son you know being able to travel and and not letting our our dream of being able to continue to travel after he was born to, to you know to to not continue so yeah you know that that is why you know traveling with the group is so nice because it, it it helps ease that transition as well I can imagine. And I think like traveling as a family, we can do like a whole other podcast episode on that because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that have questions about that as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So you're talking from New Jersey right now. That's. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. We, we decided to, you know, get back in time uh, for the spring and summer, we have some weddings and, and things like that. So we're going to be in our base for the summer and then hopefully get back out on the road, you know, come you know, September, October. Sweet. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to be be back at home as well and just connect with everyone. Yeah, um, see family yeah. and friends is nice. Definitely. So we usually ask on the podcast, how do you sustain yourself? And like I said, or in the introduction, you're the co-founder of Noma Collective. And that's also what we will talk about today. So could you like explain to our listeners what Noma Collective is? Sure. Uh, Noma Collective is a group of working professionals that, that want to you know, travel together. So um, you keep your nine to five job and we have locations around the globe. Our headquarters is in Belize. So just to take that as an example, you would come to Belize, you work your nine to five job, you have a private room, private bathroom at a at a resort in Placencia, Belize. Uh, I like to say you work during the day and then you vacation on the nights and weekends. The minute your, your laptop shuts, you're automatically on vacation. You can go to the beach, the pool, excursions, when we organize other types of group events, like uh, we do, we do game nights once a week. You know, local community give back events. So, just kind of like an action pack events calendar is designed around a typical work schedule. That sounds really exciting. I have never joined a travel group, but I was planning to, and then the pandemic hit, 
and then it just all fell through. So, so it's still on my list. <laughs> oh yeah, we would love to have you, of course. I would, I would really love that. I saw your uh, your locations, like Kenya, Europe is going to happen as well. Like it, it just looks so cool. And for everyone that's listening, good to know is that we're going to put all the links in the show notes. So don't worry about it. Everything will be there. So when we think about travel groups, one of the questions that we usually or that we often get is like, should I even join a travel group? What is the big benefit? Yeah, what is the benefit of, of going with a travel group? So, so for me, um, as a bit more of an introvert, I was looking into starting to get into this digital nomad lifestyle. And uh, how, it, how it started was I was looking up kind of month-long Airbnbs in, in certain locations. And you know, I was kind of imagining what that would look like. And it, it really seemed great, but I was worried about uh, meeting people meeting friends and language barrier and mm -hmm. you know having having events to be able to go to and I know there are resources out there like Facebook groups which is you know kind of what gets suggested in different blogs and and posts and things like yeah. that but that still involves reaching out to people you don't always know who those people are and you're really like putting yourself out there so with a travel group you know these month-long trips it's a curated trip so you are meeting other working professionals, so you know they have other jobs. So not only is it a friendship-making thing, it's also a business networking opportunity. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you have a built-in, you have, you kind of have a built-in friend group. I like to think of it like a summer camp or, or being in college again in a way where um, since you're in such close proximity to each other, you know, plans happen very organically. You don't need to feel awkward about reaching out to someone or trying to plan a weekend excursion. And it, you know, it's a big safety net, um, yeah. you know, having a group. So it's not only the people that are on the group, but it's also the you know, community managers. So usually each trip has two, two staff members that are there to answer any questions. If the Wi-Fi goes out and you have someone to at least reach out to, if there's any type of emergency or anything goes wrong, it's a big safety net plus the, the social interaction, which was the number one thing for me was, you know, being able to um, instantly make friends and yeah. I'm so happy to say I was able, you know, we were really able to do that. We we have like this whole new group of friends. You know, I feel like in, you know, once you're at your late twenties, thirties, it's hard to make friends as an adult sometimes. This makes it so much easier. I just made, I'd say 10, 15 like like really good friends, which would I think would be very, very difficult without, you know, traveling. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen digital nomads um I don't want to say complain about, but list as a struggle is um, yeah. isolation and this makes it so much easier. Definitely. And the other thing that comes to mind, like also why I wanted to join um, like a travel group back then is that I'm pretty busy, like with work and building businesses and I'm just like hustling hard. So it's kind of, for me, it was back then this feeling of everyone will be there to work, which is also a mindset because if you're the only one of the group that's going to say, oh, sorry, guys, I need to work. You kind of feel like a, also a loner, right? Because you're Absolutely. not, the dynamic of the group is different. So this is also something I heard about other travel groups and saw when I was in Bali that it's just so normal that everyone is co-working at certain moments of the day and there's no like faces towards oh this person is working again or it, it, you're right. all in the same boat so it's you feel no, like a normal human being <laughs> if you're the only person working you're not going to get any work done it's going to be a major FOMO situation where you know <laughs> someone's going to hike a volcano and you're like oh I got I have back-to-back -back calls sorry about that so yeah. it is nice you know people 
you know, really working working throughout the day and the events are strategically planned, you know, starting kind of at when work hours are done. So, you know, we take an on-site advance form to see what everyone's working hours are and we we even cater the the calendar to, uh-huh. to to work with that. So, you know, if it's a big East Coast working crew and, you know, we're in Belize, a lot of times work will end at four o'clock. So, you know, sunset drinks at five o'clock and then, you know, out to an activity. And then if it's West Coast hours, potentially you could do, you know, morning beach cleanup, something like that. So mm-hmm. you kind of design the schedule around people's working hours to yeah. maximize, you know, you're in another country and so you want to maximize uh, the time you get to spend um, doing activities. That's really nice. And if we if we think about who would join and also how does it work? Like, do you sort of scan people or filter? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so typical type of person who would join. And of course, this is only an average because we've had some people in their young 20s and we've had people up into their mid 50s, which which is really nice. I'd say the the kind of average is is mid 30s, working professional, successful person, kind of a mix between the US and I'd say UK, Germany, some other places. Mm-hmm. But I'd say the the main thing that ties people together is a, an adventurous spirit, open minded to doing new things. So somewhat, you know, successful professional that that's career focused, not somebody who just wants to take a, a vacation or a party or like stay in hostels and, and something like that, which is a totally okay way, way to do it. It's just not not what our trips are about. Yeah. And it's just a different type of person. Like I think in the whole like digital nomad community, just like with any other community on this planet, there's always sort of subgroups within that large community. And the digital nomad community is no different from that. Yeah. It's not like all digital nomads are the same. And especially now, because this is like, it's a booming and it's becoming so big that you will have like more differences, but that's also what makes it so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I was expecting, um, I should actually even go back and say that um, the way I got involved uh, with Noma Collective and becoming a co-founder was really I, I joined a trip as a guest um, mm-hmm. when the company was previously called uh, Umaya Village. I got served an ad on social media and it just it really spoke to me and I was just dreaming of doing this trip <laughs> and it just you know looked like exactly kind of like what I was looking for at this point in my life. And I went on the trip, of course, with my wife and son and all everything I thought it would be, it was and more. So uh, from that point, I met my my other co-founders and, you know, I, I, I thought that we could, you know, grow it and scale it more. So we rebranded and started the new company, uh, Noma Collective, and you know, which encompasses adding more locations and, you know, trying to you know grow it into a bigger community. You know, that that's been such a great part of the journey that it that it started, you know, for me being a guest. So not only am I one of the co-founders, I I really this is the way I like to travel. And and when I'm on trips, it's kind of as a a hybrid of a a community member and also, you know, one of the founders. But I I, I like to immerse myself within the community, make friends with, with the people that are there and you know, for a lot of the times kind of just acting as if I am a guest. Um, (laughs) So that helps me also kind of see what what things might need improving or what's working and what's not and and making adjustments on the fly. That's really cool, actually. And talking about the, the trips, how many people would join more or less one trip? 
Yeah, I'd say a typical trip is I'd say between 12 and 20. It could it could vary. At one point early this year, we had over 30 people uh, in Belize, uh, which I think is really nice to have that that many people. But I have noticed that potentially the more ideal group size is closer to 15, um, just with social dynamics. I think it it definitely could work for for larger groups. There's just a slightly different dynamic where people yeah. are you know a bit more independent and further kind of subgroups form within a larger group it's kind of just human nature so i think it could work any different way um with our additions though when we're looking at locations i think we're generally thinking more in the 15 person range but in our future if we uh develop our own properties i think we could kind of engineer a a program that can sustain a, a larger amount of people while while still keeping that that type of culture it's uh it's a little more difficult when you don't own the own the real estate and you have yeah. to kind of tailor the experience that way so potentially in the future we'll have larger properties and bigger groups but i think for right now the sweet spot is about 15 i like the number 15 that seems <laughs> but yeah, you get to make that. you get to make friends with everybody and it's a it's a very you know kind of like tribal feeling thing you're all doing this thing together and it's yeah. pretty cool cool and Talking about like location, so how do you pick like new locations? Is it always like a one? I think it was one month addition, or what? What is the process there? Yeah, so our additions are usually about four week trips. The criteria, I would say, it starts with great internet. So you're looking <laughs> for a property that has good internet. You're looking for a place that has something unique and cool about it. Mm-hmm. So right now we're in uh, Buenos Aires which is um, you know, a great city. One of my, my partners lived there for eight years, so he really knew the area and felt he could deliver like an amazing experience to people, showing you know, not just the typical tourist spots, but getting uh, a sense of the underground and you know, more off the beaten path types of experiences. In June, we're doing a trip to Bocos del Toro, Panama, uh, where we found a great property that is really suited toward, you know, really suited towards digital nomads. And in July, we're doing a trip to Watamu, Kenya, which we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, so that's a place where I think it might be a little scary to travel. Not scary, maybe a, not in a dangerous, scary way, but just far away uh, to be in Watamu, Kenya. So I think that's a place where it, you benefit from being in a group and you know, being having those community managers to help uh, yeah. navigate the best things to do in a safe way and a culturally fulfilling way. So yeah, um, we, we we knew someone on the ground there that helped us uh, scout a location. So yeah, sometimes uh, it, it's really beneficial to have kind of someone on the ground to make sure that, you know, to, to really vet the location. But in general, we're, we're just looking for places where we can deliver a great on-site experience and give people uh, something unique, you know, really have them a great, a great four weeks and make friends and yeah. uh, enjoy the local culture and, you know, kind of get out of the, out of the comfort zone a little bit while still maintaining some of those comforts. Of home. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And is there also a location that is like a dream location for, for you guys to organize? That's a great question. I really would like to um, explore Mexico a bit in terms of locations. It's such a uh, <laughs> a big and diverse country that, and it's so close, you know, to the U.S. that I, I think that there there are some could be some really great off the beaten path locations within Mexico. You know, if you really think about it, you you could have 
beach, mountain, city, town. Yeah. Um, it really has everything. So I'm hoping to be able to to run a few trips there right. in the near future. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we follow everything. So I am also curious about your take on on the future of like the digital nomad movement. So there's a lot of happening right now in in the space, and I was just really curious about that. If you have like any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to continue to grow. The more, I think there's it's a, some part of it is an education process. I think when I tell people about what I'm doing, it's kind of like this oh my God, I can't believe that's possible. And I said, well, you work remotely, you could do it. And they're like, oh my, I, I could. I, you know, people don't even really think about, you know, how they could blend travel into their, into their working lives, you know? So I think with the large amount of companies that are going to stay remote, and I think a lot of companies need to offer remote positions to even stay competitive. I think that the market's going to continue to grow. And I think, they're going to be there. There are so many ways to be a digital nomad. You know, there is the the full time. You know, travel. You know, traveling place to place, not having a home base. But there's also the nomad that is you know maybe traveling three months a year. They have a home base, and mm-hmm. you know when they travel, they they rent out on Airbnb or, you know, they you don't even rent it out, but maybe you take a one month uh, workation. So it's pretty typical to want to escape the winter when you're in the Northeast here. So, you know, maybe just taking a a workation trip in January, February. So I think there, there are so many ways to, to, to do it. It's not just one path. You know, as people want to get out there more and, and experience this type of lifestyle, there are ways to dip your toes in without jumping into the abyss, selling all your stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. With a one way (laughs) ticket, there are ways to test it out and, you know, that's really important. So I definitely think it will continue to be a growing movement as as the future of work moves towards fully remote. I think it's going to be a, you know become more and more acceptable, and I'd say you know socially and culturally acceptable and feasible to to yeah to become at least a part time nomad. Definitely, I love what you say about like the transition. I think one of the misconceptions is because. It's probably also a bit how how it's sometimes sort of advertised or promote this lifestyle is take the leap or get rid of all your stuff and go. And then I think, yeah, like you said, there's so many ways of doing it. And it's not about that big transformation because going remote in general, it's it's a bit of a mindset change, new habits, new way of communicating with with you know people back home, but also office life. There's so many new things. And I think that travel experiences like like you organize it's actually great to have a slow transition a safe transition as well and and just to feel like what is comfortable get get stories from other people as well and not have so many changes and just relax a little bit so yeah. i i could think of um just from the first quarter of this year when when i was in belize you know we met so many people of course and we met people who you know, all different types of nomads, you know, people who were doing the full-time travel, people who had just sold all their stuff and, and came with <laughs> us. But then there were also people who were doing it kind of as a dipping their toes in. And mm-hmm. I could think of at least two, three people off the top of my head who dipped their toes in with us, went home, broke their lease, and then, you know, went back out and, you know, to live the, this lifestyle. So I think it it is a great way to test the waters and, and see if it's something. And traveling in a group like this is also a great way to meet other nomads and continue yeah. traveling. 
again, I could think of so many, so many examples, countless really of people who, you know, they traveled together, you know, in Belize with Noma, and then they went off to other locations together in a smaller group. So, you know, there was a, there's a group right now of, of uh, alumni that are in Panama together, in Mexico City together, you know, doing the Buenos Aires trip with, with Noma together, and then, you know, continuing on to other locations. So people really get to, to meet, their, meet their travel crew and then continue on together. That's really cool. I'm I'm pretty sure that whoever is listening to this episode, they're going to be like, I want to do this too. <laughs> it's really cool. Thanks so much. If there's like any, maybe one takeaway for people that are starting out as a digital nomad, is there any tip from your experiences that you would like to share? I would say just be open to new experiences, have a lot of conversations with people. It's amazing what you learn, you, you know, you learn from talking to other people and interacting and, you know, just doing activities together. One thing that I heard once that really resonated with me was the bedrock of friendship is shared experiences. And I, I think that's so true. You know, you could have meet somebody for a month you know, and only know someone for a month. But if you just did all these amazing, amazing things together and go through something together, you know, you could kind of make a best friend in a very short amount of time, a lifelong friend, really. Definitely. And this is like, I believe it's every episode that people talk about lifelong friends or how warm the community is. Like, this is one of the, the my favorite things about the Nomad community in general. Like, you know, we're all in the same boat. And a lot of the people are just so kind and, and welcoming. Beautiful. So, well, of course, if people want to explore the additions that you guys have, where can people go? Yeah, our website, uh, noma-collective.com or Noma Collective HQ on Instagram. Okay. Those would be uh, two of the best places to get more information and kind of see the vibe, you know. One of one of the ways I was I did research I remember because I it took me a long time to decide if I wanted to do it is I started following on Instagram and then I just was watching uh, story after story to see you know what real people were posting and you know really trying to get the non filtered version of, yeah. of what the vibe really is so I would say website and Instagram would would be do, two great places to do research you know check out. Uh, some of the reviews we have on Google, you know, just talking about life-changing experiences. Beautiful. All right. So everything is going to be in the show notes. So if you go to digitalnomadsdaily.com forward slash podcast, you can find this episode. Greg, thank you so much for for sharing your story and talking about Nomad Collective. I, I think it's beautiful what you guys do. And I'm really happy that we were able to cover that on the episode today. And I believe there's also a special gift Traveling with a curated travel group is a great way to enjoy the digital nomad lifestyle without the hassle of preparing your trip. Trust me, I know how much time it takes and energy to prepare your new destination. So when you go with a travel group, expect meeting amazing humans, make lifelong friendships and explore the most beautiful corners of the world while working online. If this sounds just about right for you, you can now get a 10% off at Noma Collective. If you go to their website, noma-collective.com, check out their trips and use the code DNDAILY10 for 10% off. So you can use the coupon code DN, digital nomad, daily 10 for 10% off. 
Thank you so much for listening. Craig, thanks so much for joining. And that's it for this week. Thank you.